talking to him about this year. Now, one thing, you know, a lot of times, especially in the prophetic community in the past, we used to, you know, kind of get the word for the year, and that is totally fine. But one thing I want us to get out of is a sense of distance and delay that, you know, there's the God's promises. It's not like he doesn't minister to us in certain ways and pull things out and have us deal with different things at different times. But, you know, his promises are already yes, and we say the amen. He's already, um, you know, gone to the cross, been crucified. Everything is available to us in him. So I don't want you to, um, to, uh, get of the mindset of separation of like distance in time, like God is far from us and delay. It's all now. The problem is not kind of with God and what he's doing and what he's empowering. It's about what he's working in us because we're the rate limiting step. <laughs> in chemistry, uh, when you have a chemical reaction, you know, there's multiple steps, but usually there's one that takes the longest or is that the most involved? And that limits the rate to which the completed product will happen. Well, <laughs> we have issues. We've got things that we're growing. And some of it's not even just, you know, blindness or sin or whatever. Some of it is just, wow, we just need to mature. We are growing in the knowledge of him. So, you know, you don't contemn a sapling for being a sapling. The sapling needs to grow. The sapling is every much an oak as a mature oak. It's just not bearing fruit yet. And in our growth process, where we're called to bear fruit, the Lord is ministering to us what we need to do in the next step. And that will be different for everybody. And one of the things that I want to caution you against is while you're looking at teachers and prophets and whoever, okay, whatever the title is, whoever the, the mentor, the leader uh, that you're learning from, awesome, do all that. But recognize that what God is doing in you is really what God is doing in you. And just just since God may be doing one thing in someone else, that doesn't mean everyone else that's looking towards that one person, that's what they're doing. So this is always an issue of intimacy between you and him. So uh, with all that caveat, uh, I just felt like there was kind of a general uh, admonition or not a, not even an admonition. Can ad- admonition sounds like, you know, we're screwing up and, you know, <laughs> be, beware. <laughs> um, That's not the tenure of what the Lord was showing me, but a general encouragement and an invitation to look towards the beautiful. Uh, you know, there's been so much in the last two years and just kind of in humanity's predilection in general. You know, it's really fascinating that when we give news, it's like, okay, so what's the latest disaster, right? 
<laughs> and, and all of that. And that is based out of kind of a fear-based, um, you know, I'm trying to protect myself. I'm glad it happened to you and not to me, which is crappy, right? But, or, you know, I want to keep that from happening to me. So I got to find out what all the different dangers are to protect myself. Well, that is a really fallen way of looking at the world. And when you're one with Christ and you're one with the person of love, which really humanity is, humanity just doesn't know it to various degrees, right? So, you know, if God shows us, well, we it's a really good idea to choose him back. <laughs> and that is the extent to which in our heart of hearts and choosing to let and choosing him is not just yes, your Lord and Savior. It means that, wow, where I have thinking and attitudes and programs and ways of being that don't look like Jesus in my flavor, right? Those need to go and laying that down. And, you know, that sounds great, except when you have to do it. <laughs> And this whole thing, you know, I, I kind of laugh sometimes because um, it is an issue of surrender, but we have to realize that we can only surrender what we know to surrender. And sometimes, this is us, isn't it, so much, we surrender and then we pick it right back up. So this is a, it's a grapple. It's a grapple. We're renewing our minds and we're laying down our wills and, and what we want. And, and that is an issue of trust because we have to realize that when we lay down our wills in favor of what God is willing, and we, and we know it's God, okay, we're trusting that, wow, this will be good, that God is good just in general, and that God is good towards me. And you. And so I, I put all that in that, in this caveat before what I felt like what the Lord is saying. So I, God, I feel like God is encouraging us, inviting us to look towards the beautiful. There's been so much ugly. And you know, honestly, there, there always has been since the fall of humankind. There has been ugly and ugly tends to beget ugly. But let me just say this. There's so much beauty in creation, that even in fallen creation, it, the beauty just uh, is everywhere. And we have an innate hunger for the beautiful. And I believe that's part and parcel of our design because God created us in the image and likeness of love who is lovely. He's beautiful and he does beautiful things and he creates beauty. And where beauty has been marred, where cancers come in and um, strife comes in and jealousy comes in and hypocrisy comes in and all these different things that we trip over as human beings. When that comes in, it brings us down to a level of ugly. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm actively working on my book again. Yay, Redeeming Beauty. It will get there when it will get there. <laughs> We'll see. It'll be beautiful when it's done. So I'm just trusting the Lord with it. But I do realize that there's certain things that we're not going to get there from here without focusing on what is beautiful. This is not a, um, you know, a sort of a, a Jesus light message. This is a powerful message. Okay. Because God is redeeming all things to himself. He's redeeming all things to himself. He's making the things that are chaotic, disordered, out of resonance 
with who he is and what he created his creation to be, which was lovely. So they're discordant and willfully so, right? He's bringing all those things back to himself. And at the very top of the list is his sons and daughters created in his image and likeness. So this whole concept of redeeming beauty is a pan-human, <laughs> pan-gender, you know, isn't that better than pandemic <laughs> A message? <clears throat> because COVID is not beautiful, okay? <laughs> and pandemics aren't beautiful. And all of those things that have gone awry because we slipped from knowing who we were created in the image and likeness of God. And as the sons and daughters of God are unveiled in the full glory of who we are, which is beautiful and powerful, creation is released from its bondage. So getting there from here really matters. So one of the invitations to look towards the beautiful, you know, when we look towards something, we're drawn to whatever we look at. And, you know, if you're, <laughs> you know, I, I like to scuba dive, doesn't happen very often, but I, I love to scuba dive. But, you know, if I'm looking at a shark, that shark is becoming ever present to me. <laughs> it's becoming like, it's, it's engulfing the whole, well, I'm freaking out about, wow, okay. And thinking of every uh, Jaws episode and all that. And I'm not saying that he's not a creature that's not beautiful, but, but, you know, um, Eating people is not beautiful. Okay. All right. But if I'm looking at something else, it becomes magnified and I'm drawn to whatever I'm magnified. That's probably not the best example, but it's a funny one. So I share it. Okay. So let's, um, let's get some legs to this. Thank you, Jesus, for your invitation. You know, he also just was, was ministering to me that looking towards the beautiful releases us from the entrapment of the ugly. Uh, you know, it's interesting if you have cancer in your body and I've got uh, multiple, uh, I've got multiple friends, relatives who are struggling with cancer and is ugly. But the thing is that one tumor is not the only thing going on in your body. And, and I believe that we can also connect with all our other healthy cells that are beautiful and not discordant and not outside the resonance of health and healing and wholeness and loveliness, all of that, and be able to start to resonate with the healing power that is intrinsically within us. As we focus towards whatever we're looking at, we draw it to us. And he said, uh, this will release us from the entrapment of the ugly. I don't know what's ugly in your life. But if it's poverty, start to look at what you do have. Uh, if it's whatever it is, I mean, we all got stuff, right? It said all, all ugly is subject to change. Isn't that beautiful? And then he wanted me to encourage you to let him minister to you what that means to you specific. What is your ugly? Okay. So let's look away from the ugly to the beautiful. Uh, you know, politics is, ugly. And, and I'm not saying there's no place for it. You know, we all need governance. You know, it's a mixed bag, put it that way. But what do we need to look towards? Because, you know, honestly, if we look towards the ugly things, we look towards the injustice and all that kind of thing. 
and study the injustice and all the implications and every little jot and tittle of the injustice, we're going to get angrier and angrier and angrier. And I'm not saying there isn't a time when we need to reckon with things, but that doesn't heal our hearts. Me screaming about an injustice, I need to get that out of my system so I can look towards the beautiful that God is redeeming. Yeah. Otherwise, I can become an angry, bitter person. This is not lovely. Okay. So let him minister to you what that means specifically outside of your head knowledge, but just in your heart knowledge. There's, and that's a healing that that does. You know, beauty heals. Uh, if you want people to, uh, to heal, you put them not only in therapeutic places, but in beautiful places. Uh, with light and nature and there's intrinsic things that minister health to people. So let's go towards, uh, let's go to Philippians 4, 8 through 9. I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. What a shocker. Okay, this is so good. I just am happy already. Okay, keep your thoughts continually fixed. Okay, I'm going to stop there. This admonition, this encouragement, this invitation to keep your thoughts continually fixed. So what happens when a thought goes, bing? Well, you bring it back. You bring it back. But that that's not, I'm so mad at myself. I don't know what's wrong with me. And you're beating yourself up and whipping your thought back. Okay. No, you don't create lovely by doing ugly. So gently bring the thought back to focus. Because why? You're nurturing yourself. You're learning how to cooperate with yourself in a beautiful way. So just bring it back. No condemnation, not allowed, but bring it back. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful, respectful. What a concept. Pure and holy, merciful and kind. Do you know that one of the things that I see in our culture is we, we've lost respect, like the intrinsic respect, well, kind of demanding our rights and demanding equality, demanding. We're also not respectful because you have to realize that the ones that maybe need to be more respectful, being disrespectful and disregarding their humanity while you're demanding them to treat you in your humanity is violating the very thing that you're demanding. So we need to be respectful. We need to be honoring. Even when people are not behaving well, you honor because you're honorable, not because the behavior is honorable. But you never dismiss people. You know, this whole concept of... um just stifling voices. Well, that's just so stupid because the truth is truth, whether it is gagged and bound or not, and it'll find a way to get out. The truth will out. Yes. It says, um, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Okay. How do we, you know, how do we focus on the beautiful is that you ask the Lord, if you're having a hard time seeing, you ask the Lord to give you eyes to see. And the more you see, the more you will find. This is why focusing on the ugly is really damaging because the more you see, the more you will find. 
And sometimes we feel, and then we end up bitter, angry people and we're disempowered and we're depressed. You know, why do we think uh, we're having such an epidemic, a pandemic of depression and suicide? You know, the mental health professions are overwhelmed. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why, but one of the reasons why is we don't know how to focus on the beauty in the midst of the ugly, because the beauty will inspire and sustain. And the more you see, the more you will see. It says, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God. Do you know God's works are glorious even in the midst of fallen stuff? We get so taken with the fallen. And I know it's in our face, but you know what? We're people of faith, which means we see beyond what we see with our natural senses, right? Praising him always. So, you know, this doesn't have to look hyper-religious, and please don't do that because it's annoying. But I, And I'll talk to myself too, right? But you can just thank God. Like, you know what? Do you realize you woke up this morning and there was a glorious sunset that you probably slept right through, okay? But it's, wow, it was everywhere. And we take it for granted. Ah, yes, okay. You know, whatever. But I'm telling you, let's start to appreciate things because, you know, we're so busy to over- appreciate or overweigh the ugly that we're dismissing what is right there and we're taking it for granted. We're taking it for granted. So we we start to be little brats. We're not little brats, but we start to act like that, right? So praising God, thank him. Thank it. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Oh my goodness. And you can take it personally. You know, if if Jesus did a sunrise for anybody, he did it for me. And he did it for you. And you can appreciate that and get life from it. It's there to inspire you. And it says, put into practice the example that you've heard from me or seen in my life. And the God of peace will be with you in all things. Well, the God of peace is with you in all things anyway, but are you experiencing him? See, how are we peaceful in the midst of ugly? Well, we look towards the beautiful and we look towards the one who is beautiful and is doing beautiful things. This is where it's helpful also to to keep a journal, you know, if you're having a hard time seeing beautiful things, um keep, you know, listing out the th- ways that he's come through that is that have been beautiful. Well, if he's done that, he's going to do more. But you know, this whole concept where I have to have this now or, you know, I I can't be saved or I can't be grateful. It's like that is so honestly juvenile. I'm not condemning, but maybe I'm like a little holy ghost spanking um, just because, wow, if we're throwing a fit because I don't have what I want right now when I have all these other things and God is working out that thing too, but maybe he's wanting to do a beautiful thing so that I'm not acting like a little brat and throwing a fit because I don't have what I want now. It will come. All these things will come. And in the meantime, I get to enjoy all these other things. You know, I've been talking to Robert and Robert's having a, a growth moment. Uh, and a lot of the things that he used to enjoy as his, uh, you know, as when he was younger, he's not enjoying and it's really bothering him. And I'm like, Robert, you're just maturing. But he's like really upset about it and so obsessed about it. Well, I'll enjoy that again. Well, you probably will, but you enjoy this, 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 and this. Let's enjoy those. 
and then we'll see what happens with the other, right? And so you don't sort of, you know, poo-poo or disregard the beauty that's already there because that's ugly. Because we're going to have to deal with the ugly that's around. I mean, you know, so this whole concept that everything has to be perfect for in order us to enjoy the 95% of stuff that's really good in the 5% that's crappy, or maybe 50% is crappy, but I, I believe a lot less than that. I just believe that's what's kind of in our face. And that's why I really encourage if you're supposed to look at whatever's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy, if you're supposed to look at that and that's what's life-giving, well, maybe if you're getting really depressed, you're just looking at the wrong things because there is beauty, breathtaking beauty all around you. And so we just need to be uh, mature. We need to practice some self-control that, well, okay, I'm going to stop looking at that. I'm going to look at this. And that'll, that'll help us connect with joy. It'll help us connect with peace because we're like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Look at all that's amazing and good. And all the, that's not, you know what? That's in the God basket. And I'm on an as need to know basis with what I'm supposed to do about that. So, and I'm available. And I'm do, putting my hand to the plow, so-called, of what I'm supposed to be doing and entrusting God with the results and entrusting God with everything that's not looking beautiful. And because I'm in communion with him, I trust him because he's so good and so beautiful to lead me and guide me. And he's masterful at his job. And so I can rest. I can be at peace in the midst of things that aren't right in the things that are ugly. Boy, you look towards the beautiful and you will be inspired. Because that's what beauty does. Let me just say this. You are beautiful. Just like the one who created you. And so you are a living epistle to be read by man, to inspire people Why, with your uniqueness, of the beauty that you were made to be. And God is redeeming. I know there's ugly things going on. Welcome, you know, to the club. But I'm just saying, there's so much beauty in there. And it's intrinsic to who you are. Because you were created by the person who is love. You were marked by love before you were marred by anything else. Your intrinsic, inherent design is glorious and beautiful and power chock full of glory, inspired, and you are created to express an answer on behalf of creation. God is unveiling you in beautiful ways, and that releases creation from its bondage. And if you're not very impressed with your own track record, continue to grow in how God is causing you to grow, but uh, look towards the one who is masterful. Um, who has a perfect track record and, and tr- trust him as you're growing and beautiful things will happen. Anyway, I hope that's a blessing for you today. Have a wonderful day. I want to hear uh, how this hits you and what he's showing you. Thanks for sharing. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.